All right, so you were hanging out. Uh, yeah. This is about two years down the road. Okay. You are still living in uh, sunny Los Angeles, California. It's sunny today. It's been sunny every day lately. It's been sunny every day I've been here, and I've been here for a month. It's great. But pretty much from, this is two years down the road, so every day for the last two years, there has been a sunny day. Are we getting rain? Not a drop. Whoa. Two years? Two years. That's, like, dangerous. Everything's dead. A lot of stuff is starting to die, and you're kind of feeling weird about it. And one day, uh, you leave your apartment to go for a walk, and uh, you look up, and for a second, you can see the sun clearly. Yeah. It has, like, sunglasses on, (laughs) some cool shades, and it's smiling, and it's kind of doing, like, a hang loose, bro, kind of a surfer thing with their hands, where it's, like, the thumb and the uh, pinky are out. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, shaking it. Oh, I know all about hang loose. It is clearly smoking a joint. The sun. The sun is now a, a fucking cartoon. Yeah. And you kind of look up and you think to yourself like, man, I wish it would rain. That's what I think. I don't think, holy fuck, why is the sun like the sun you would see on like a big Johnson's t-shirt in the 90s? You know what I mean? Why is there a chill ass sun just hanging up there? But I think, oh, I wish it would rain. Because you've been noticing lately that the sun has shades on and the smoke. What the fuck do you mean, Pat? And doing the hang loose. So like you so it's been two years since you've been there, right? Yeah. So about three months into living there, you looked up one day and the sun had the sunglasses, the joint, and the hang loose attitude. And you were like, What the fuck? And it kind of freaked you out. But Yeah. Yeah, Pat. If I saw that the sun had sunglasses <laughs> on, also why does he need glasses? He's like sending out She's a cool dude. So they're they're cool factor glasses, not like I'm so there's too much light. No, it's just it's clearly I mean that's your hypothesis is that it's trying to look cool because I mean, there's but no also way like, whatever. How is plastic going to survive on the sun? It's so they're, hot. They're Oakleys. So uh, you've been noticing this lately where it's like, well, not lately, but if that's two years, every once in a while, the sun has a, a carefree attitude and uh, it has sunglasses and a joint. And what happens is one night you uh, you left a gig. It was for the log cabin Republicans. What and, the fuck uh, is that? What, that sounds bad. That sounds bad from the jump. Not just so Republicans, you, but log cabin Republicans. So you perform, and um, they Who, fucking why? Why am I doing shows for the log cabin Republicans? They asked you to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do. I wouldn't. You know what I mean? I'm not. So you you do the uh, the performance, and um, are they paying me? Yeah, they pay you a uh, hundred bucks. A bowl of stew and a $35 gift card to the Darden Family Restaurant Group. How's the stew? It's pretty good. Yeah. 
could have used uh, a little more salt. That's often a crime with big pot meals like that, under-seasoned. And for a moment, you go, uh, man, I could, this could use some salt. So you kind of like look up and you ask someone like, hey, can I get some salt? And all the conversation stops. Like record scratch stops? You actually hear a record scratch. <laughs> From the log cabin Republicans. Yeah, they were listening to... Um, Uh, they're listening to uh, The Wall by Pink Floyd. Yeah. And uh, there's a record scratch on it, which is weird because it's uh, they're playing it from like uh, Spotify. <laughs> but there's this weird noise and everyone kind of looks at you and someone goes, did you say you wanted salt? And you're like, yeah. And then like the cook comes out. He like marches towards you. He's wearing a big French hat. He's, he's in tears. And he goes, did you say you wanted some salt? I'd say, yeah. What's goes, wrong what's, with? He goes, "What's wrong with my meal?" There's nothing wrong with it. I just like it a little saltier, I guess. He kind of looks at you. I mean, what's wrong with that? He kind of like looks at you, and like you could hear a pin drop at also, one point. This you is act- fucking stew, dude. Okay, it's not like this is some expensive seafood. You know what I mean? This this isn't like. Fuck you. Well, it, was supp- it was supposed to be. He was supposed to put crab meat in and everybody forgot. Oh, so um, you, uh, he kind of like looks, he's like, it's like, again, you can hear a pin drop. You actually do at one point. Uh, and then uh, he kind of like nods at like the head waiter and he walks over and like hands you a thing of salt. And you, uh, do you put salt on the meal? I would say I didn't mean to offend you. If this is... If this is terribly offensive, I won't add anything to this. I'm not trying to offend anyone. He goes, you know what? Maybe I'm I'm overreacting a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm just a little stressed out right now. Use the salt if you want, you know? Okay. Yeah. And I would put a little bit of salt on there. Everything goes back to normal. Um, People just go back to the conversations they were having. Music goes back on. Um, The chef uh, goes back to the kitchen, slits his throat. What the fuck? Why? Because I asked for a little bit of salt and and stew? Are you fucking kidding me? Well, that guy had bigger issues than me, if if that's what did it. Because I was very kind to him about it. I offered to not put salt on there as to offend him. Like, I didn't want to do that. The point is that, so you decide, you've already been paid, so you're like, fuck this, and you run out of there. I keep that and s- stew? You leave the stew there. Oh, man. But you do take the uh, the salt shaker with you. Why? I wouldn't steal a salt shaker. You don't mean to. I you mean, do it by accident. And when you bring it home, you notice that every time you use a salt shaker, it never seems to like, it always replenishes itself. It's always a full salt <laughs> shaker. But what happens is you're you're running out and a bunch of these log cabin Republicans are running after you and um, you're like running out. Right. And you look up and you see the sun and the sun has like, uh, you know, the shades and the joint and the hang loose kind of whole deal. Yeah. And you you think to yourself, I wish I could get away. You blink and suddenly you're back in your apartment. What the fuck? And you're kind of freaked out. Yeah, I'm very freaked out, Pat. I'm. I just. I just 
first off, I got chased down by a bunch of Republicans, log cabin Republicans, and I won. This is only moments after the chef slit his own throat because I asked for some salt for stew. I mean, it was clearly a big deal. And I, then, I don't know why you then I run salt, away but... and I see the goddamn sun and it's in this cool attitude phase that you keep t- bringing up. It's the first time you've seen it like that. It's that's the first time that would that would drop me to my knees. You drop to your knees. And you think to yourself, "I wish I would. I could get away." And you come to, and you're in your apartment on your knees. Okay. And you're like, "What the fuck?" And you kind of try to put it out of your mind. And um, you kind of like a few days later, you're out uh, walking. You're it's around. Uh, it's all I would think about, Pat. I would, I would, I would wait for the sun to come up to see what it looked like. It just looks normal. And then three days in, you decide, okay, I'm going to finally like leave my house. Um, I'm a little freaked out, but like whatever. And you go for a walk uh, around S- Silver Lake Lake. <laughs> and you, uh, you're walking there, and uh, you're kind of feeling okay. And you decide to yourself, there's no way that really happened. Like, I don't know what's going on with me, but like clearly there's something going on because everything I remember of the night is impossible. And then you look up and you see the sun. Yeah. It's got on those shades, that joint, and that carefree, hang, loose attitude. Oof. What do you do? I stare at it in complete disbelief. I try to take a picture of it. You take out your phone, and as you go to take a picture of it, your phone is melted immediately. Why? Sun's rays. So you look back up at the sun, and it still has everything that I described earlier. I'm so fucking you, pissed off. It just melted my phone in my hand. Is my hand burnt? No, your hand actually feels better than it ever has. But what happens is uh, you kind of look up at it, and you think to yourself, like, fuck. Man, I wish I had my phone back. Then you look down at the ground, and your phone is on the ground perfectly recreated. It's actually like a little bit bigger than it used to be. And when you pick it up, you get a text from your phone company and they go, Hey, Mr. Brooks, uh, we apologize. We've accidentally been overcharging your account. So the rest of the year, we're not going to charge you at all. Hell yeah. And then they go, I love you, Brenda. Whoa, man. That's weird. So you kind of realize like, Oh, this like, you know, the sun grants wishes when it looks like that. So there, there are times when it does look like that. And there are times when it doesn't. Yeah, normally it looks like a normal sun, but every once in a while you look up. How and often it's got are we talking here? At first, it was like every other day, and then as you started gaining wishes, it became like every three days, every nine days, every other week, every other month, whatever. So uh, you're hanging out and. Um, you're like reading the like uh, you're like on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, and you notice that hummingbird fever has hit America. <laughs> what do you mean? The new thing is to have like a uh, own hummingbirds as pets. Yeah, it's the newest craze, and people are doing stuff where it's like they have hummingbird competitions. Uh, they 
Some people just have hummingbirds just at their home, but they're like clearly like proud of it and stuff like that. Like people like hummingbird fever is becoming a thing. Like um, if you turn on TV and uh, you watch, let's say you watch like Conan or whatever. Yeah. And like he's interviewing like Scarlett Johansson and she's got like a bunch of hummingbirds just kind of flying around her head. Jesus Christ. It becomes kind of like a status symbol. It sounds so distracting. You'd think so, but you get used to it. Man, that sucks. I mean, hummingbirds are nice, and they're real fast. But man, that sucks. Scarlett Johansson at one point goes, check this out. And she opens her mouth, and the hummingbirds all like fly close to her mouth, and they spurt like honey into her mouth. Oh, God. They're just holding honey somewhere on their person? Well, those are the uh, expensive ones. Like, like you can get a hummingbird for like twenty bucks, but it's a pretty dumb hummingbird. Uh, but like, the more money you pay, the more intelligent they are, the more tricks they can do. Like, at, like at one point, um, you're watching uh, TV Entertainment Tonight, uh, hosted by this guy Timmy Jibs. <laughs> oh no! Uh, he's got like he's super pale. He's got like a huge red afro. He's hilarious, and he goes, um, he's like humming. It's hummingbird season. In Hollywood, and the stars are biting, baby. <laughs> and he does this whole segment about how hummingbirds are like the new thing. So they're people who there's some who who can pay a lot of money to get highly trained hummingbirds who can do a lot of cool stuff. But you're telling me one of the things that they that these hummingbirds have been trained to do is to carry around honey to quote spurt it into Scarlett Johansson's, Scarlett mouth. Johansson's mouth. Yeah, she loves honey. Uh, but you know that's a very specialized thing. It's not like you know. It's not like every hummingbird could do that. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. How many so, hummingbirds um, does she have? I'm sorry. How many does she have around her head? She's got five. What are their names? Um, Huckleberry Jones is one of them. Yeah. Uh, there's one that's just known as um, the Decider. <laughs> uh there's uh one hummingbird uh the only lady of the bunch uh and her name is uh alexandria ocasio cortez <laughs> there's uh one it, his name is just finn he's kind of the bad boy of the group yeah and then uh, what do you mean last, by that like he just wear like he has like she makes him small leather jackets that he can wear and stuff oh, like okay. that. Um, he just you just feel like you're not gonna mess with this guy. Like Finn <laughs> okay. can take care of himself. Okay, and what's the last one? Um, his name is Omega Nineteen. Huckleberry Jones, the decider, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Finn, and Omega-19. Yeah. Okay. Like, she does a whole thing. Like, People Magazine, they do, like, a spread where it's, like, photo shoots of her and her hummingbirds and yeah. stuff. So, like, things are getting intense with this. Oof. And you, uh, you're kind of walking, and you see an ad for this new uh, thing. It's, like, a hummingbird competition. Yeah. And they go, grand prize, $30,000. Whoa. That's a lot, of, a lot of scratch for a hummingbird competition. And uh, you're like, wow, that's kind of crazy because you actually like, um, 
You're in debt by about uh, thirty. It's actually thirty thousand dollars exactly. Yeah. Why do I? Who do I owe thirty thousand dollars to? Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Why do I owe Cracker Barrel thirty grand? You're on the road. You're going to this place to do comedy. Uh, it's kind of a, an odd uh, place called Sawfilm. And you were kind of driving there, and you stop at a Cracker Barrel for dinner. Yeah. And uh, you walk in, and um, you fart, and you kind of like are like, oh, and you put you forward, and you slip on a banana peel. And uh, you go, f- and you could just cause absolute mayhem in this Cracker Barrel. Like, you're like, so you fart, and you slip on the banana peel, and you're like, whoa, and you're kind of like flapping your arms everywhere. Um, you knock, uh, there's like a bunch of like waiters and waitresses walking around. You knock every single plate out of their hands. Uh, most of them land on other people. Um, at one point, you just kind of kick your foot out. You're like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, you kick uh, the uh, a busboy in the face. He goes flying out the window and no, no one ever sees him again. <laughs> you just cause absolute mayhem. And but, at the end of but it, I slipped on a banana peel. And at the end of it, you're standing in the middle of the restaurant and it's dead silence. And you're just like covered in like you know, like uh, mashed potatoes and then cornbread and you've destroyed all, all of those, you know, rocking chairs they sell. And everyone just kind of looks at you and you go, um, check please. <laughs> it doesn't work. You get sued for $30,000. But I slipped, so, no, fuck it, I should sue them. I slipped on a banana peel. Why is there a banana peel in the middle of their floor? I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I can't, you know, I'm just telling what happens. So, so, um, but why did I like hire counsel? You do. How, how did I lose that? I slipped on a banana peel in the middle of their floor. So you hire these guys. They're friends of your mother. Uh, they're lawyers. Uh, there's two guys. Um, they call themselves. Their names are Biff and Diff. Oh. Uh, they, they call themselves the Gruesome Twosome because their last name is Gruesome. So it's <laughs> Biff Gruesome and Diff Gruesome, and they're attorneys at law. <laughs> and they are bad at their job. Like, like by the, like after like the, the your case is done, they get disbarred. They never practice law again. Great. So I get fucked. Yeah. So you see this uh, that this fucking sign sucks for the hummingbird competition, and you're like, man, that seems like a a, a good way to to earn back some money. And so you kind of are like walking around town, and you realize like. Oh shit! There's actually like a a pet store right around the corner. Do you go to it? I don't know a thing one about hummingbirds, or how to take care of them, or how to teach them tricks. I don't know anything. I am woefully unprepared for this. I don't. I don't think I would look at a hummingbird competition, knowing that it's a huge craze, and go, "Oh, I should do this." But you've been around enough hummingbirds uh, and people who are pretty good at them. Uh, remember, you live in Hollywood, you know? So, like, you kind of get the feeling, like, if if I really hunkered down, I could probably do this. I don't know. I don't think I would think that. That is so far removed from any thought I would probably have. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. So you're thinking that to yourself, and suddenly you become aware that something has hit you in the forehead, and you go, duh. And you look down, and it's like a paper airplane. Yeah. Do you pick it up? 
Yeah, of course. I, a fucking strange paper airplane just hit me in the forehead, Pat. Out of nowhere. Of course I pick it up. I look around says, first. There's no one there. Oh, fuck. This thing says, no, it's a note. It says, hello, Aaron. Come to the pet store. I have a proposition for you. Signed, question mark. Well, this seems very ominous. But the pet store is right around the corner. It's called uh, Pets for Less. I don't want to go in there. because L-E-S. I- it's owned by this guy named Les. His name is Les Petman. And it, he's, no, no, it's always it's been his dream to have a, uh, a, pet, a pet store. Les Petman? Yeah, he has a pet store called Pets for Less. L-E-S? But they're not even for him. They're for me, the consumer. And you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunately named a pet store, but would you go there? I number, Okay, number one, I'm terrified that they knew my name. Yeah. I'm terrified that they have a proposal for me, and also that they hit me so perfectly with a paper airplane. Yeah, from, I didn't like her. From who knows where. Around the corner. Because there's nobody around. Yeah. You look down at the the note, it bursts into flames and disappears. Yeah, I'm not going there. I wouldn't go there. If all these weird things happened and then the note just burst into flames. Yeah. No, I wouldn't go there. That would scare me far too much to to walk through those doors. Sure. So you end up going home and uh, you walk up and um, the front door to your apartment is wide open. Son of a bitch. You have a roommate. Um, his name it. is Wally. Wally Russ. And he's a werewolf. I hate so- Wally. You know, at first I thought Wally was cool and he was going to be a good roommate. But he just leaves the fucking door open all the time. You can't do that. People will walk in and steal everything. Like, this isn't like Mayberry and, you know. What happens is, yeah, so when he turns into a walrus, because uh, he's a were-walrus, so everyone's yeah, by watching. The way, by the way, he's a fucking were-walrus. He pays rent on time. And he's a pretty clean roommate, but that's like the one problem you guys have with each other is that when he leaves, he just leaves the door wide open. I wouldn't keep living with somebody like that. But you do. So I you walk into so your apartment and you're like thinking to yourself, I need to find a new roommate. Yeah. This is bullshit. You close the door and turn around. And standing there is a man. Son of a bitch. Why do you always just put him right in my house? You know how much I hate that. You know that I don't want to work with those people who he's just kinda, break into my home. Dressed like a nineteenth uh, century like Parisian guy, he kind of has a mask that kind of looks like the fan of the opera. You know what I mean? Where it's like yeah. only covers half his face. Yeah. He goes, "Hello, Aaron. My name is Sebastian Silence." And when he says the word "silence," uh, five guys pop up from out of nowhere. Like one of them pops up from behind your couch. One of them, like, cra- like, kind of like, he sticks his head out from your bathroom. One of them from the uh, the dishwasher. I grab uh, the heaviest thing I could find, and they all go shh, and I swing it right at Sebastian Silence's head. I have a lamp that has like a really heavy base. 
like a desk lamp and it's like <laughs> bends. I'm going to yeah. swing it. He broke into my fucking house. So you swing it at him and you connect with his skull Good. in a way that you have never connected with another human being. Sure. I'm not a violent person. Oh, that well, is how sure. hard you fucking hit this guy. And he kind of like falls over and you're like, holy shit. And you go, I call the go, police. And you call the, okay, you call the police. Hey, uh, 911, this is Mallory. What's up? Mallory, uh, I yeah. walked into my, there was a man in my What's your bedroom. name? What's your first name, sir? My name is Aaron. Uh, Mallory, there was a man in my bedroom uh, who knew, knew my name. Uh, I was terrified. I swung and hit him in the head with a lamp. He's on my floor right now. And she goes, who is it? I Sebastian silence. And when you say silence, five different dudes from five different places pop up. So it's like, it's kind of like a Charlie Brown thing where, you know how he could like hide behind a tree and be invisible until he pops his head out. So one of them, uh, like pops out of like a, like a drawer, you know, one of them pops up from the table. Yeah. They disappear. And she's like, well, that's fucking weird. She goes, okay, well, um, we have, you know, the cops on the way. Um, do you feel safe staying inside your apartment? I, he's in here on the floor. And, and so she's like, okay, um, well, maybe just go outside, I guess, if you feel uncomfortable waiting in there. But Aaron, uh, there just happened to be some guys who were nearby there. So they'll be there in like two minutes. Okay, I would stand there over Sebastian Silence's body. And I would have that lamp ready in my hand. You hear the, um, you hear like the sirens. Yeah. And uh, you open the the door and then uh, 10,000 hummingbirds surround you. Are you fucking kidding me? And they pack you to death. Are you fucking kidding me? Like several, like they eat your eyeball and like both your eyeballs in front of you. Um, they take off every piece of hair on the top of your head and they fucking just destroy your scalp. And um, the uh, the cops walk up and the last thing you hear before you die from blood loss is uh, the cop, one of the cops goes, holy shit. And then you die. <laughs> that 10,000 hummingbirds pass. Yeah. Sebastian Silence wanted to offer you <laughs> help and you instead hit him with a <laughs> lamp. And then we're killed by his pet hummingbirds. That fucking sucks. You die thirty grand in debt. It, uh, your mother has to absorb the debt. Oh, come on! Yeah, she just retired. She had to start working again. <sighs> Fuck you! But you're dead. You know, it's not your problem at this point. You're an asshole. Why? Fuck you. It's because I mean you did it. I'm just telling you what's what's happening. Yeah, okay, Pat. Are we done? <laughs> yeah, we're good. Good night. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon.